The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew. Jesus said, Come to me, all who labor and are burdened, and I will give you rest. Take up my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am meek and humble of heart, and you will find rest for yourselves. Yes, for my yoke is easy and my burden light. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Okay, so the trialogue has begun. We've come, and we've come listening but speaking, and now we've heard God speak to us in this tradition that we call the Scriptures. You know, the Scriptures didn't just float down from heaven, leather bound from day one. It came together quite organically. Do you know of any other book that's been written over centuries, you know, by different authors in different languages, in different regions, and somehow it threads together? That's a... That's a very strange thing to happen, but that's what our scriptures are. And in there, we have this prophet named Isaiah, who we heard from today. Isaiah was kind of a big deal in the prophetic literature of the scriptures. He lived about 700-ish, say, years before Christ. But some people call him the fifth evangelist because his description of Christ 700 years earlier was so vivid, was so precise. It wasn't like random. It was like really precise geographic stuff. Um, lineage, all this kind of stuff. It's like, yeah, it's almost like Isaiah was there with Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John when he wrote his... Anyway, um, one thing that I find funny from time to time is that the scripture, it has this coy sense of humor. You may not have heard it, but Isaiah is talking to a rebellious nation. That's really Israel's problem. They're they're like with God and they're not with God at the same time. They're, They're stubborn. They're like little brats, really. And the question that Isaiah is asking them, or God is asking them through Isaiah, is where does your salvation come from? Like everything that you're hoping for, everything that you're building and and whatever, where does it come from and where's it going? And then he says, like a woman, I don't know if you heard this, but it's very, very funny. He said, like a woman that's in labor pains, you've been like straining to give birth, but all you've given birth to is the wind. What does that sound like? If you give birth to the wind, it's... It's, um, that's a very funny thing to say to this nation who are, who are always in trouble, you know? And the scripture's full of those kind of like jokes that you have, kind of have to think, is he actually saying that? And he is. Um, okay, anyway. So the question I want to ask us, all of us, from whatever, from whatever, you know, imaginative source you're coming from, like, this question is for you and it matters what you say. In fact, even if you say nothing, that's, that's an answer that, that is counted. The question is... And, and bear with me, because it's a little bit abstract, but we'll get there. What is ultimately the salvation that you hope for? And you might think, well, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what that means. But, but think of it this way, you know. Your life is angling towards something, whether it's a career or whether it's some kind of, like, impact in the community, think of Madoff, we just had, or whether it's, like, familial stuff, like the family you're going to build or that, that you're already part of. Like, like, our life is already heading somewhere. And one would hope it's to a place of peace and joy, right? You don't want it to head off into chaos. Head off and just become derailed. So where does, your, where does your hope lead you? This is a very, very important question. What are you ultimately hoping in? What do you hope to find at the end of your journey? What I'd ask and what I'd invite you to is to get rid of any silly kind of cartoon ideas of heaven that you have. Um, I've heard, you know, the likes of um, Christopher Hitchens and Richard Dawkins and these kind of 
um, prominent atheists in culture, and they say, oh, I don't want to be in eternity playing a harp, you know, in heaven on the grassy field for eternity. And it's like, that's a cartoon of heaven. That's not where you're headed. Unless that's your biggest hope. Is, that, is anyone hoping for that precise image? No. But think, what are you hoping for? Like, what, what do you hope will be your resting place when, when, you, when your journey is done? And what will you take with you to that resting place? Because the little and the great things we do in this life matter. Like, they contribute. You know? um, every thought, every word, every action is kind of building up a, I don't know, an inventory that I take with me. And, and it's not about like rewards and punishments. It's not like we present it to God and say, hey, did I do good? No, it's not, it's not even that. It's like you're heading to the heaven that you want right now, whatever exactly it is. You're heading there, and you're going to arrive there. So what is it? What is it? What do you want? What do you expect? Jesus says here in this gospel, sorry, I know I'm carrying on a bit here, but Jesus says in this gospel, Come to me, all who labor and are burdened. So, so he's, he's kind of directing our gaze to him. And then he says this interesting thing. He says, take my yoke upon you, because my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Do you know what a yoke is? A yoke for the farmers out there who would know this, a yoke is that wooden thing that you put over the two oxes while you're plowing in the field, right? So Jesus is saying, I've got a yoke on my back. I'm busy plowing something. I'm busy, like, working the field. Put, put on the other half and come and work with me, because what I'm doing is good. It's worth it. It's going to reap a harvest that's worth eating. You see where I'm going with this? Now's your opportunity in your heart to say, sure, put that yoke on me. I'm, I'm up. I'm up for the journey. I'm up for the work, whatever exactly it involves. And then he feeds us with the mission ahead, and he feeds us with his very self. Is that okay for now? It's probably enough for one, one homily. But, um, but, but, but do think on it, hey. Um, there was this document that the church, the church had this thing called the Second Vatican Council, um, and one of the main documents was called Gaudium et Spes, which means hope and joy. And um, John Paul II, if you've, if you've heard of him, he was one of the major writers of that document. And he starts the document not by saying, the Catholic Church is this law and that thing and that thing. And No, it's kind of like, okay, out there is a humanity, and in their heart is a kind of stirring desire. What is it? The church is actually interested in that. What stirs in your heart? May it come and fan the flame that draws us all into the heaven that we are called to.